welcome to Quirky Cooking Chats. I'm your host, Jo Witten. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to sharing this podcast. It actually was recorded a few months ago and I have been having a break from podcasting, so it's only being released now. But the um, information in this podcast, I hope will be really helpful for you. David Westbrook and his wife, Becky, are friends of mine who were traveling around Australia at the time. David works for the Farm Owners Academy as a business coach. David coaches farmers to have a successful business with a better work-life balance so that there's not only income coming in, but also plenty of time to spend with the family and doing things you love. I just really love their approach to business. And I found that a lot of the um, principles that they teach really apply to anyone whether you have a farm or a business or whether you're a mum at home with kids or whether you go to work each day, the principles in this podcast will really help anyone. There's a lot of um, great information about time organization, um, all sorts of things that I found really helpful. So I hope you enjoy it. If you want more information, please scroll down and have a look at the links below. I've shared links to the books that David mentions in the podcast. And I've also shared links to the Farm Owners Academy. So I really think you'll enjoy this. Um, if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email help at quirkycooking.com.au. Hi everyone. Today I have with me David Westbrook who is from the Farm Owners Academy, also known as Adventure Farmer on Instagram. (laughs) Um, You guys probably remember hearing about David in my last podcast when I was talking about being curious. And guess what? They turned up at my house. (laughs) (laughs) So these guys, um, David, Becky, and their three kids are traveling around Australia. And I would love for you to share with um, my listeners what you do because it's really interesting. Yeah, cool. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. No, it's great. G'day to all of Joe's listeners. Um, yeah, so I, I am. I was a farmer on Kangaroo Island. Um, that's where my wife Becky grew up, and we purchased a farm over there back in 2010. Um, and from there, I met um, well a, the local vet who founded Farm Owners Academy. Okay. Which brings a new element to farming, um, entrepreneurship, yeah. I guess, um, and a it's it changes paradigms, mm. I suppose. So really, which is what I love and, and probably the foundation of this podcast a little bit. Um, yeah, so that's that was lucky enough to, to meet them and, and do a three-year program with Farm Owners Academy. And then at the end, they employed me part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, back in 2018, they employed me full-time. So I've been there for a couple of years now, nearly three years, I think. So um, yeah, learned so much around entrepreneurship, um, mindset, and business, really. And so the focus of Farm Owners Academy, is it more the business side of farming, but also is it regenerative farming? Yes, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So it's 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 business, basically. So mm-hmm. it's, but there's, funnily enough, there's lots of little bits that come um, by default mm-hmm. when you focus on, if you want to run a really successful business whether it's farming or any any business really you've got to be a successful person first to do that and we find that a lot of our farmers um that already have a successful business or or turn their farm into really successful they'll go they'll get to a point they go actually i've i've done this i've got reached all my goals but i don't feel happy in myself i need to go back and okay work on my health um whether it be mental health or physical health or whatever it is or people skills or there's always something else that um 
that people realize that they need that's yeah. that yeah that comes up from being curious i suppose yeah and, um <laughs> yeah so it's, it's it is it is business focused but like regenerative agriculture um because i really connected with my, it taught me what my core values are yeah. um and i was sort of an unconscious thinker and then this entrepreneurship taught me to be a conscious thinker mm. and then i realized what my deep down values are what i what i love and um a lot of that is around family um yeah. and i was a busy farmer that thought i had to be busy and had a probably not an arrogant ego, but mm-hmm. an ego was in thought I had to prove myself. Yeah. A to me, a, like to myself, mm-hmm. um, to to make my, to feel worthy in myself, um, prove myself a dad, which I didn't even really know until after, because hmm. um, most sons want to prove himself to their dad, um, and then also to prove myself to the community as well yeah. that I could be a, a good farmer. And once I realised that that's not the the right way to go, yeah. Um, yeah, changed your mindset. Changed my mindset and realized what my values were. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you have a very interesting story, and um, I know my listeners would love to hear it. So, can you tell us how you started your farming journey and how it changed yep. and why? Yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely. Um, <clears throat> it is a great. Well, it's it's an interesting story, and it's taught us so many great lessons, um, and very very. Uh, grateful for that so um, I grew up on a a cropping farm north of Adelaide in South Australia um, and it wasn't really for me Um, I didn't really enjoy it that much so um, met Becky who's a local Kangaroo Island girl um, and we decided we were going to move over there as a builder Mm -hmm. I was going to get so moved back to Adelaide or moved to Adelaide to get my builder's license I played a bit of football there and then um, dad actually approached me and said why don't um well, there's a farm for sale on Kangaroo Island. Would you be interested if I sort of paid the deposit and guaranteed you and you and Becky into your own farm? Um, and that was a dream come true yeah. for us. It was it was the yeah. ultimate. So we went over there, um, and so 2010, we had our first. We renovated that farmhouse that we mm-hmm. bought. Um, Becky, we were both living in a tent when Becky was <laughs> so we gutted the house, and Becky was 38 weeks pregnant. I think 36 oh, living weeks in pregnant, a tent. living in a tent. Oh. She's an uh, adventurous girl. <laughs> absolutely. So we were pioneering in a, in a way. Um, and the farm that we bought um, wasn't at the main farm of the, the, guy that, the guys that owned it. It was a bit of a, they had a few farms. And so no one had really lived yeah. in it. And, and um, it wasn't a homely farm. So it was, it was a beautiful farm, but lots of work to do. So we were sort of pioneered that a little bit. And, um, and then we bought another farm a couple of years later and then moved over there. Um, so I was just got myself in a really busy trap. Mm. Um, grew up with a mindset of work hard yep. to be successful you've got to work hard and mm. and measure yourself on I don't know looking good from the outside mm. really to be honest um, yeah. I, I, the busier you are the more successful you must be 100% I used to, I used to so I had funnily enough I had a, two farms and a coffee shop what? Right in, in the middle, like in between my farms. So I had to drive past a coffee shop to go to my Oh, I'm sorry. So, I thought you meant you ran and no, owned no, no. a coffee shop. I was going to say, I didn't hear about this. <laughs> Would have been nice. Yeah. Um, no. So I, and I, I used to go, I used to go there and get a coffee every day. Okay. And I would sort of brag about how busy I was. Yeah. And then once I had met Farmers Academy and gone, you know what, that's the wrong mindset. Mm. Um, then I felt guilty if I was busy. Mm. I felt really guilty. So um, 2015 met Farm Owners Academy and really changed what we call a freedom farm. So a, a farm that makes good good money, that's profitable, a farm that is aligned with our values, a farm that gives us time. Mm. So time, money and happiness is yep. what a freedom farm really is. Yep. Um, and we were lucky enough to build build that. I was really driven actually to, 
um, to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And then at, when was it? Um, it was sort of in the early days of that and, and, um, dad rang me and decided he, he told me that he wanted to take the farm off me. So um, you're going to have to tell the in-between story of why, how, what changed with your farming? Uh, with the regen, yeah. regen. So yeah, yeah, good. Actually, I'll go, I'll, I'll sort of skip over that bit. So in 2015, 2015, um, Indy was, so Indy's our, our middle child. She's our daughter. Um, and she was three at the time. Um, and she had eczema, which wasn't, it wasn't really bad as in like it wasn't all over her body, but it was quite bad behind her knees and on tops of her feet. Um, and we, um, yeah, being curious, went and like, okay, what do we need to do? We need to do something about this. Because there was like, like um, she would itch her feet at nighttime um, and behind her knees and then rub her feet on her bedroom walls to yeah. soothe them. <laughs> and then there was kind of it's a bit gruesome but there was like blood from the wound of, yeah. from the eczema on our mm. bedroom walls and that was just I think a lot of parents listening would relate because there's a lot of people that struggle with eczema in their families yeah okay yeah yeah um so we went to the GP and didn't get the result that we wanted from mm. our GP um which nothing against them like but we sort of okay we're, we're curious to what what else is out there um mm. and something that Farmlands Academy taught us was you don't know what you don't know, yep. um, and and um, go and ask questions. Go and ask good quality questions from people, and, and see where where that leads you. And that's how we found you, yep. Joe, through <laughs> a, a friend on Kangaroo Island who had um, done a bit of work um, and listened to your stuff and and had your books and recommended that. So um, we started our sort of gut health journey mm -hmm. with with Indy, um, rather than going down the conventional conventional methods mm -hmm. which challenged us big time because we were conventional sort of yeah. thinkers um so it was a big paradigm shift really becky came to your retreat up here at yeah. um 2016 a, or 17 would it be would have been 16 i yeah. reckon yeah. yeah yeah and that was a that was a massive game changer for us yeah. because it would obviously start to learn a little bit about it and go okay what is this yeah um and then for her to come to the gaps retreat was just perfect yeah um, brought back so many great lessons and then um obviously with your cookbooks and following you we were able to implement those learnings and it was like within we noticed that within two weeks her Amazing. eczema cleared up um and we made a pact between the family that if indy has to eat gaps um or follow the gaps protocols that we all do um and it was just for myself yep. who thought there was i was perfectly healthy mm -hmm. um i slept better yeah i had less foggy while well, i was clear-minded um i had restless leg syndrome and that cleared up as well instantly right. so with the restless leg that's just sort of tapping my feet and mm. and for me it was mainly rubbing my feet to get okay. myself to go to sleep Hmm. Um, that I just noticed one night that had just disappeared. Yeah. Um, and the the other two kids of ours just um, they're great kids, but we sensed there was even more of a calmness. Yeah. In them, and they were asking better questions. They were hmm. more mature just by eating better food and yeah. and and healing their guts. Brain guts. food. <laughs> Brain food. You are what you eat, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So that's how we sort of um, found our way from, mm -hmm. I guess, conventional diet to um to the gaps, gaps diet. yeah mm -hmm. yeah um and our journey with you and then that led you on to change your ideas about other things so yeah absolutely so with because we were farming um very conventionally um and very profit focused 
um, we were sort of eroding our natural capital, so um, soils, environment. Um, and I, was, I can so clearly remember I was driving the tractor down the road between our farms and I'm just, just blown away with Indy's eczema um, sort of turnaround. And it just, it just occurred to me, I'm like, if there's a natural sort of diet or, or way of eating that we should all be eating, what's the, what's the natural way of farming? Um, <laughs> so I sort of thought I invented regenerative agriculture. <laughs> 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 like most people do. And, and that's sort We're of how I come across it. running through the field going, Eureka! <laughs> that's it. And then, so I Googled, I Googled um, right there and then natural farming. And then that's when regenerative agriculture came up and just a whole another world opened mm. up in front of us. Um, which was so exciting. So then my, I realized that was when I really connected with my core values, what my core yeah. values were. But how can, how can I get this animal to live a great life on my farm? How can I get this animal to um, improve my soils rather than degrade my soils? Mm. So lots of, it actually, it didn't need much. Same as gaps. Like it's just a few tweaks mm. um, in the early days. Yeah. Because regenerative farming can, um, there's all sorts of different methods in regenerative yeah. farming. So mine was really, to start with basic result, I needed to be profitable. There's yeah. no point in having a regenerative farm if you have to sell it. Yes. <laughs> um, because you lose money. So it's about how, how can I do it profit, um, profitably? So, yeah. So luckily I had Farmers Academy behind me, all those lessons, and we're still mm. in that system to balance those two out around oh, profit and, and regen right. agriculture. So it all just meshed nicely. It did. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's yep. how, how things work sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so... You got to the stage earlier in your story where you, your dad took the farm back. So what happened then for you guys? Yeah, so yeah, 2015, we went from farm owners to an employee of dad's, which was a little bit hard to swallow um, <laughs> because, of, because of my passion, I suppose. I was mm. so passionate about yeah, um, at my farming, the business itself and making that successful and then also the farm and the environment and the ecosystems. Um, so then a little bit of the decision-making was out of my control and, mm. and dad was monitoring that from five, six hours away. Yeah. And was he on board with your ideas with regenerative agriculture? Um, not really. I yeah. Yeah. We didn't, um, we didn't argue, but just saw it differently. Like yeah. very um, closed-minded mm. versus open-minded farming, I suppose. Yeah. So very traditional. And Doing it's it the be same done way he's well. always done it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so and there's nothing nothing wrong with that for him, but that just wasn't what I was aligned yeah. to. So it's just it wasn't that he you was were wrong ready and to I was change right. things and move yeah. to a different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't saying he was wrong, mm. but I was just sort of realised that our his what his values were working hard and staying the same because mm. that's that's how you make money mm. versus me wanting to change things and, and mm. do it do it a little bit bit differently, I suppose, yeah. and, and spend more bit, time with the family. Yeah. I think when people look at other people who are reducing the busyness in their lives, spending time with the family, having a nap if they need it, you know, going to bed at a decent time, it can look like, well, they're just not working very hard, but I guess it's finding ways to um, work smarter yeah. and work on yeah trying to get you so is that the kind of things you're really helping people with in your academy coaching? yeah yeah, like, yeah so that's one of our slogans is work harder not uh, work smarter not, not harder, harder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah have you got any tips for us around that kind of thing um, <laughs> you on yeah absolutely so i guess <laughs> because of, you know a lot of it's applicable to any job really isn't it it is so what we teach any anyone can um so we only teach farmers but yeah. 
the lessons that we teach. It's not, it's not, we're not teaching you how to farm. Yes. We're teaching you how to run a business. Exactly. Um, and the mindset yeah. around that. And, yeah. Go ahead and tell us some things that would help. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was about time was, was the first one yeah. time management because, and I guess my lesson in that, which was incredible to look back on it. Um, and the, a massive realization for me was I was reactive. I'd, mm. I'd, I'd walk out the door in the morning because I had a list of jobs, not a, it wasn't even a list. It was like a list in my head, head yeah. of jobs to do. Um, and then it was a moment in the early days of my time with Farm Owners Academy. Um, I had to, we were going to Adelaide on the weekend. Um, as I can't remember. It was like I'd, three or four days until we we're going to Adelaide. And I, in my head, I'm like, this, how, how am I going to do it? I've got 10 days worth of work to do. And I was just going, okay, I'm going to grip my teeth and I'm going to get up early. I'm going to go to bed later and I'm going to get this done. And I just thought this is going to be a, just a slog. And that's how I farmed. Yeah. Um, and then when you farm, so when you farm like that, you're missing so many amazing opportunities because mm. you're on the hamster wheel and you're reactive. Yes. And then it just clicked to me. I'm like, uh, Andrew Roberts, who's one of the co-founders of Farm Owners Academy, teaches the stop doing list uh. and the traffic light theory. So this was a huge for me. So I'm like, right, I'm just going to go down the house. I'm going to have a cup of tea. I'm going to um, just reset. And I'm going to write down all these jobs that are in my head that I think oh, that I have to Oh, that's what I done. do. I call it the brain dump. Brain dump, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like or, write them all down. Yeah, or the brick, we call it a brick theory as well, taking those bricks off your shoulders. Yep. Um, so for me, I went, um, wrote them all down and then traffic lighted them. So red yep. was urgent, had to be done. Mm-hmm. Orange was um, could be done but could delegate it. Yes. And green was just don't even need to do it this week. Yeah. And I had like three reds two or three oranges and the rest were green wow. and i just gone far out i just realized that 80 percent of what was i thought i had to do didn't even have to be done until next week or next month it completely clutters your mind though because it's like you're trying to hold on to it all at once because if you let it go you might forget it yeah yep. and that's what i find if you write it down it's just so much easier to go okay i can let go of those for the moment but yep. i won't forget them because they're written down <laughs> Yeah, so there's two great books that I read as well, which is Getting Things Done by David Allen um, and Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. I've heard of that one. I haven't read it. Okay. Two really good books for time management. All right. Yeah. I will put the links below. Cool. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that really helped me. And then what I I learned is that everyone's like in, in like, my mentors were slow down and you'll make more money. I'm like, how does that, if you work less, how do you make more money? It's like, how can that work? Yeah. And then another light bulb for me i was like literally laying on the couch on the phone and i bought about a hundred thousand dollars worth of sheep um and as you do as you do (laughs) as a farmer you spend a lot of money but what i realized if i was out fencing or really really busy and it hadn't if i was reactive and and being caught in that hamster wheel Mm -hmm. rather than systemizing my farm um planning well being proactive allowed me the time to actually do some research and um that over a couple of years, it's probably worth three or four hundred thousand dollars to me, just wow. because I was able to take the time to do some research and do some really good trades with, with sheep and cattle. Yeah, 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 and it really set it really really set me up, and my benchmarking data analysis reflected all of that. So that was yeah, a couple of like literally hundreds of thousands of dollars just because I learned how to slow down and manage my time. Yeah, but it's so true when you're just caught in that urgent mindset. Um, so many things get left and lost along the way um, mm. that are really important. Yeah. Yeah. Good lessons. So when you're um, traveling at the moment, 
you're stopping at different farms and coaching. Is that right? Yeah. So part of my role in Farm Owners Academy is accountability coach. Yeah. Um, so when you join our program, you get allocated a coach um, and you do some sort of masterminding with other businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I guess part of that is the coach or someone, one of the coaches goes to the farm once in the three years. So it's not a big part of our program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a, quite a few farms to visit up the east coast of Australia. So um, it's going to be... Here we are. So we uh, <laughs> we bought a Farm Owners Academy caravan and four-wheel drive and um, we're travelling Australia and I think we visited about 48 or nine farms wow. over the last six months. So we left, yeah, been on the road for six months and really helping getting on, getting on farm, um, understanding the farm and, and the business and how it works, mm-hmm. just asking a lot of questions, Yes, um, which is great. So for me, up, especially up in Queensland, like I've, I know how to run a um, high rainfall sheep and cattle property, but a pumpkin farm or a, a state farm, like a cattle station or organic beef stations, those sort of things are all, learnt, all new for me, yeah. but it was great because it just allowed me to ask questions, ask questions, mm. ask questions, and then we'd sit down and, and work out a strategy, like a, a long-term vision for yep. that business. Um, and Good. my goal really was to leave that farm with them, have, leaving them inspired to go and chase that dream. Yep, and have the tools to do it. Yep. Not just run, running on the hamster wheel. Yeah, That's absolutely. Really good. So setting goals, setting goals is a massive yeah. thing as well, whether it's in the kitchen for, for healthy mm. eating or whatever it might be. Um, Meal planning or... <laughs> yeah. Understand what the end goal is and look back rather yeah. than most people look forward and it's from the current situation and look forward and it's daunting. Overwhelming. But look at what, what would be the dream for you. And another tip is have a default diary. So this sort of... Default diary. A default diary is, for example, just... Um, in the cooking world if you want to obviously eat well and, and prepare and, and do lots of meal prep um, look at look at your week ahead mm-hmm. have, a, have a, a weekly diary in front of you blank one mm-hmm. and go okay if I'm going to if I'm going to live the perfect week I'm going to go from say 8 to 10 a.m on a Monday I'm going to cook mm-hmm. um, maybe from two o'clock till five o'clock on a Wednesday you're going to do a heap of meal prep so you actually Block, block out parts times. of your diary yeah. and that's your so do do your dream one yeah um because if you do what can you actually handle now you it'll be just chockers yes so ideally like in my default diary it's got my job all my the bits and pieces like my admin stuff my when i check emails yep when i do my social media etc yep. when i do my coaching yeah um and then there's little slots in there like three o'clock on a wednesday go for surf or yep. go play golf or mm-hmm. Just the absolute perfect week. Yep. What what is your perfect week? I'd love be a great thing for your listeners to go and do. I think that's a really good idea. I'm gonna try that. Yeah. And then work Back backwards that from out. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. so when you say work back backwards from that, do you mean what can I change right now? Yeah. One thing at a time, little by little, working yeah. towards that. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So what I did in the early days, what I did when I got um went from in my head to on a, in a diary, I went into a diary and then I went to Google Calendar. Yeah. Um, because you could take it with you everywhere yes. on your, you know, on your phone. Mm-hmm. But I would then fill it up 100%. Like Monday would be like completely full of jobs. Mm-hmm. So if one thing goes wrong, you get a phone call or whatever, mm-hmm. something goes wrong or you see another job to do, all of a sudden you're 110% full or 120%. Yeah. So then you're, you're unsatisfied because you get to either you get your work later nothing's and get it all done off. or nothing's crossed <laughs> yeah. off. So I learned that you've got to actually fill your diary like, 70 percent yeah. tomorrow's like 40 percent full and then 20 percent, and then That's... thursday friday might not have anything in it unless a couple of, you've got a couple of meetings and then you just sort of keep planning a couple shuffle. of days in front of you yeah 
I think that's a really good tip to write, do your default. So a week. You'd yeah. Say. I, yeah. I would, so I actually had um, a, a, like a monthly default yep. diary because mm -hmm. every week changed a little bit with okay. what roles I had. So yes. I, yeah, but generally if you're going to so do one, just, just a, week, a yeah. week. And what, what would you absolutely love to do? Like if it family time or mm. um, date night or just capture the yep. perfect life, your perfect life. If you're living your perfect life, yep. what is it? Make capture sure you it. write in hammock time. <laughs> that's, yes. That's me. Yeah. I like my hammock time in the sun. That's it. And then the, the, the other great thing to do on top of that is create a vision board. So if you love your hammock time, find mm. a photo in a magazine mm. of someone laying in a hammock and create a, a visual board Yes, that captures all your dreams. Reminds you of the visually i think so many of us are visual yeah um and to have that visual reminder of what's important to you yeah is a is a great idea yeah and the other big learning too was your thoughts become your reality yeah um so if you can if you can have that in your unconscious mind that your thoughts become your reality because if you're busy and on the hamster wheel mm -hmm. your thoughts are always on busy on busy or even thoughts like um I never win things or yeah. I'm always unlucky or I always get a flat tire or the, the traffic lights are always red. Yeah. It'll happen. But if you can change that mindset to I always get the best park at the shopping center or um, I've got heaps of time, even when you don't tell yourself that you yeah. do yeah. Um, self-worth is like, oh, I'm yeah. proud of myself. I speak well, or um, people love me or yeah. whatever. The difference between the old me and the me now, when I was super anxious and intense and stressed all the time, if I had visitors coming over, um, I would be anxiously, frantically cleaning the house for probably a day. Mm. And in my mind, I was like, I don't have time for this. I don't, I'm not going to get it all done. I'm, I'm so stressed. And by the time they came, I felt sick. Yeah. And I, and it was just, the whole thing was a giant stress, but the difference between that and now, like, sure. I cleaned the house before you guys came, but it was like, well, you know what, if it's not perfect, they're not coming to see the house. They're coming to see yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and just knowing that, like, when I had two hours left before you came, oh, well, it's okay if I don't get everything done. I mean, it's fine. It looks it looks great, you know. You just It completely, the way I talk to myself is completely different mm. and my stress levels are completely different. Yeah. It's Yeah, when you said that, I just thought of that. Yeah, it's so, so cool. It's such a great place to come from. Mm. And um, when I, farming can be stressful. Yeah. And lots of things go wrong on the, on the farm. Oh. So when I could understand that, but everything happens for a reason and, and yeah. whether, yeah, so many stories on the farm where things go wrong, it's, you know what, it doesn't matter. Like if I get angry or get frustrated, is that going to change, change anything? It, it's going to yeah. make it worse. It's going to create <laughs> something else more frustrating. And you reckon your health from the stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So taking, yeah. and we also teach that in Farm Owners Academy, what we call living above the line. So above lots of your listeners probably heard of the concept, but above the line is like ownership, take ownership, okay. take responsibility, mm -hmm. um, accountability. Mm -hmm. Below the line is like denial, mm -hmm. blame, shame, um, excuses. Mm -hmm. So yeah, once you take ownership of everything. So the classic example in the farming industry is that a lot of farmers, and I was one of them, would their staff would do something wrong, and you blame the staff. You're like, "Why? Why did I told you go do this, and you did that? Why? How did you get that wrong?" But as a business owner and a leader, it's like, "Okay, you've got that wrong. That's my fault because I didn't explain it to you properly. Yeah. And if they go do it wrong the second time, it's still my fault because I need to improve the system. Mm. And if they do it wrong the third time, normally the, the business owner or the, the boss goes off their tree yeah but it's still my fault because i've employed the wrong person 
So yeah. you're always taking ownership no matter what. Yeah. It is. Well, that's a good that's a good thing to think about even for my own business. Yeah. Yeah. When things go wrong, it's very easy to completely get overwhelmed and lose it. And that's a stress response reacting, whereas the way you're talking about is responding thoughtfully, mindfully. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then also asking, okay, why has this happened? Yeah. Like what's um what's caused this to happen? What what mm. do I need to change to, I don't know, it might be an illness or mm. um something breaks or you crash your car or whatever. It's okay. What what have I done? What how do I need to change my energy yeah. and my positivity to make sure this stuff doesn't happen? All the root cause analysis too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Same in health. Yeah. So interesting. Oh, like if there's anyone out there that is um, farming and needs, would like to learn about what you guys do, yep. how do they contact you? Um, so support at farmownersacademy.com is our email. And what else? Website. Website. Yep. Farmownersacademy.com is yep. a great one. So, there's so much information on there. Um, one of our the best ways is our is our podcast yeah. as well. So the profit it's called the Profitable Farmer. Mm-hmm. Um, such a great podcast. It, we just give away so much great content mm. there, and a lot of our clients um, are blown away with the free content yeah. that we give. And, and podcasts are a great, what great way to do that. So. Sounds like the um, oh, I want to start listening to the podcast just for your mindset and business advice for anything, not just farming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much on there. It's definitely not. Yeah, farming. it's not just farming. Yeah. I guess it all interrelates doesn't it because you guys talk about relationships and community and all sorts of things yeah yep, yeah absolutely burnout was another great podcast yeah. that we did a few oh, weeks ago a few months ago yeah that sounds like a good one yeah been there done that <laughs> <laughs> i think we all have done that yeah all right well i i find it all really fascinating and i'm really glad that you could come and have a chat and have lunch we had chicken pot pies and it was absolutely amazing <laughs> <laughs> um what else did we do we, we um last time they popped by on their way up to the cape and we went waterfall hopping and yeah what are we dinner falls dinner, dinner falls, falls at the mount hypopony crater so yeah you're getting to see the country that's nice we are yep yeah yep. it's really good to meet you all because i've met becky at the um retreat but hadn't met the rest of the family so it's been great to hang out and get to know you guys so thank you for being on my podcast thank you so much for, yeah. for having me and thank you for lunch today no that's all right <laughs> anytime next time you back this way stop by we'll be back yeah for more of those chicken pots are incredible. <laughs> all right thank you for all the great tips i think we'll all benefit from that and i'll put the links below for you guys so just scroll down and you can click through and have a look at your Instagram to follow your journey around Australia. Yeah, so we are uh, adventure adventure farmer on Instagram. Yeah, if you do want to follow the, the adventures there a little bit, it's um yeah, it's yeah. been such a great journey and just been able to meet so many great people. Probably my biggest lesson from oh. that is just meeting people. Yep. And, and asking those questions. Learning from other people's experiences. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's the best. That's why we do podcasts. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Joe. See ya.